Imagine if each morning when you wake up, you're smiling and looking forward to your day, knowing you are happy even while you're dealing with grief and loss. The Grief and Happiness Podcasts inspires, comforts, and supports you with each new episode. I'm Emily Zerothret, welcoming you to explore with me your life of endless possibilities. Aloha. I'm so happy to have you here to listen to my fabulous guest, Ricky Byers. She's one of my favorite people in the world. She's a fabulous singer, musician, songwriter, and person especially. And I'm, I'm happy to have her here. And we, we both have dealt with loss a lot of different ways and a lot of different times in the last few years. So we've got a lot we can share and we're just going to have a conversation and see where that goes. So welcome, Ricky. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Emily. That that's got to be the shortest, most <laughs> remarkable, and freshest introduction I've ever received. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> I love that. Let's just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, I just speak from the heart. <laughs> hey, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, um, I'll tell you, I'm, I actually really got acquainted with Ricky through the Soul Sisters retreat that I started going to after Ron and I got married. And we had we were going to Agape when we could and, and streaming when we could. And, and they kept talking about the Soul Sisters retreat. And Ron said, I should go to it. And I said, well, but will I fit in? You know? <laughs> and he said, absolutely, you will. And I'm so glad I did because I've, I've been, except for the couple of years when he was too sick for me to leave him. Uh, I've been there ever since and have grown so much from that and learned so much from, from what I got out of Soul Sisters. And I'm so grateful that we're going to be back on ground this year since we, we did two really nice virtual ones. But there's nothing like being in person to be heart to heart with people. Yes, I agree. I, I had told Greta and the team, I was like, I can't do another virtual. Either we go live or I'm out. <laughs> I understand that. They were good, but it's not the same. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing, nothing can replace the live touch, but we do our best. And yeah. we use technology and it's been good because it's brought us with people all over the world. And that's a beautiful thing. But there's something also to be said about actually being able to look into somebody's eyes. Yes. And to touch somebody's hand. Yes. And then put your hand sanitizer on after. Yeah. <laughs> they got you scared to touch somebody's hand. You know, uh, you know, it's I, I, I'm thankful that you took a chance on the retreat because you it, your presence is just delightful. And I'm so happy to be with you here with you today. Oh, thank you. Uh, one of the my first memories of Soul Sisters retreat was uh, seeing your mom and being so impressed with her. Yeah. Yeah. She she was a powerful, amazing person. She she just uh, was incredible. I was so glad I was able to get the the CD that uh, has her story on it because she she had such a remarkable life. And she's got two CDs. Like she's got. Oh really? I didn't know the other one. <laughs> she's got a black and white, no doubt CD that is just a CD with stories and mm -hmm. a song. Very simple presentation. And then she has another CD that's called Miles. Uh, Miles and Mama, Mama and Miles, Miles, oh, cool. Miles, um, 
I can't remember. Miles Joseph was the guitar player who encouraged her to sing. Mm. And um, and he passed before she did. He passed at like 50. I think Miles was just 55 years old when he oh, passed. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and, and it made it a little difficult. But she found another guitar player and kept on rolling. Yeah, I'm sure she did. <laughs> But, but, you know, since she'd been, she's been gone, my mother passed on in January 2020, and at, at, she just turned 94. And it was really quite a remarkable thing to release my mother uh, because we had walked so closely together and the work had been so dear in my heart and but very, very uh, intense uh, in my body. I, but I loved her so much. And it's just been recently, I was just recently that I've gotten the sense that, that I can, I don't want to use the word, let her go. Like uh, she, she'll never be here with me, but I am, I, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, like I, I set an altar up in my house. There's an altar with my mother. When you come in my house, there were two candles that I always had lit a picture of my mother not the Mama Byers you saw, but it's a younger picture that I had. And I just got that picture because that's the one that was in the frame. So I put that picture up and it's a beautiful picture. She seems to be about the, a little younger than I am now. And, um, and just seeing her face when I would come in, it was just like a, there was a shield around the house. I, there was just this, there was so much that emitted from that altar. And, you know, I would keep those candles going, Emily. I would Never, you know, it was almost like a Catholic church where the candles are going all the time. You know, I kept the candles burning and when they'd go out, I'd replace the candle. And I haven't lit those candles in a week. Mm. And, I, and and I, I, get, I get, my heart is okay with that. It's like my mother has said a couple of, many years ago, well, several years ago, well, no, many now, when uh, Alice Beckwith died. Alice Beckwith was the mother of my former husband, Michael Beckwith. And when Alice died, Michael had a picture of her and would burn these little, little candles and little incense. And and my mother <laughs> said, when I die, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, please, please don't do that. Don't do that. Just let me go. Yeah, don't do that. When she died, that's just what we did. That's funny. <laughs> a bigger, bigger pictures and bigger candles, you know. <laughs> and my daughter said, "Well, you know, Grandma was a diva. You know, she might have said that, but Grandma likes being celebrated." You know, I said, "Well, okay, I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to you." And so we built the altar, and she had, we have the altar. But now, I can hear my mother going like, "I'm good," like you know, "I'm good." And uh, and I'm good. I'm good in here about a lot of things. But it just seemed that it all, it just seemed like everything just came together at once. Maybe when you're done with that period of mourning, and I never called it mourning. You know, I thought it was a very joyous ascension that my mother had. But I missed her a lot. And you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, I, I do. I, I, I really do. So much, but now I'm good, and so now I can put grandkids out there with mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I can put some other people in our community mm -hmm. there. It doesn't have to be just her. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that, it's interesting how those things go. I know when when Ron was here in Hawaii with me, we were here for two years before he transitioned, and we had mostly pictures of us around. We had lots of art. We we both liked art, so we had a lot of art. But the pictures that we did have up were mostly pictures of us. And since he's he's since I'm I'm here and he's not in the flesh here with me, I have started putting some other things up. And I was when my book came out in January of 21, I ended up getting a picture of my mom and dad, of Ron and I, of Jacques and I, my, my two husbands, and then a picture of my sister who uh, died during the pandemic, not not of COVID, but when I couldn't go be with her and do things with her. So I, I got them out to be, because my my uh, book is on, on grief. So it seemed logical to have them there with me. And I just left them there. <laughs> and it, it's really kind of neat because they have this beautiful painting that we got from one of the artists that I interviewed along the way of a Hawaiian hula dancer great big picture and she's she's got her hands out like this like she's um kind of like warming them over a fire but the the intense look on her face and she's right right above all of them there and it just it feels good it feels mm -hmm. good to have that there in the room and it's interesting how we do things like that that can just connect like you said when you came in the door you know because it's close to my front door I come in the door and I can look at that and smile and I, I kind of exhale you know and it feels good yeah 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 well now uh her picture's still there but I'm good I don't know what's going to happen what I'm going to do with that space but um you know maybe it'll be a big sound system <laughs> could be and you know whatever it is it's going to be perfect so whatever goes there her cd playing <laughs> yeah there she she's like that <laughs> she was like yeah you can do that part <laughs> yeah boy at soul sisters when she could barely stand up she still could sing oh my she, mom loved to sing. She uh, loved to sing and she would say that when her body didn't hurt was when she was singing yeah yeah wow. yeah she's pretty my mother's pretty remarkable. I didn't quite, I'm only getting now the many gifts of my mother. I, I enjoyed my mother as I met her as my mother, but meeting her as a grandmother uh, through my daughter who connects with her in a different kind of way than I connected with my mom. A yeah. totally different, you know, totally, totally different. I get to see just how the, a different depth of her, but through my daughter. Because to me, she was mom. Yeah. You know, but through Georgia, Georgia knows, oh, mom, oh, grandma was, oh, grandma was fashionista. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> grandma, oh, yeah, grandma had that photographic memory. Grandma could remember things. Grandma had such deep insight about things. I mean, the way she talks about her is the way you guys talked about my mother. But for me, she was just my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned Georgia. That's that's uh, something else to, to get to um, on, on Sunday mornings. And everybody should listen on Sunday mornings uh, to Ricky's 
No, I can't see the name of it. it our, Sunday devotional. Sunday devotional. Thank you. Something else was coming into my head, and I knew it was wrong. But the Sunday devotional, I um, try to listen to every week. If I if I don't get it live, I can listen to it recorded because it's a, it's a great great program. And she's Ricky. Obviously, sings and kind of runs the thing. But her daughter Georgia has been singing with her, and I hadn't seen Georgia or heard her before I started hearing her on the devotional. And the connection of you three women, you and your mom and your daughter, are fabulous. You're all so talented. There's, it's not just music that exudes from you when, when you're performing. There's so much more. It's so, so powerful. Yeah, thank you. We must have gotten it from my mom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mother never performed when we were growing up. Oh, really? Wow. But we had music all around. Uh, We had no instruments in the house except when uh, a family down the street was evicted. And then we got their piano for Mm. three months. For three, for two or three months, we had a piano in the house and it was heaven. Wow. My mother played piano uh, when we, when, when the piano was there and I was like, she plays piano. You know, she, she had a beautiful touch. She played like, um, I remember she used to play, I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. And uh, I can't stop loving you. Oh you know, wow! Uh, two, uh, the Ray Charles, I can't stop loving. Oh yeah! Play those two songs and almost like a stride. She, I mean, she had a touch, but I never considered her that that was anything that impressed me. And it was absolutely impressing me. <laughs> For three months, she impressed me on that piano. Wow. <laughs> but she had music around all the time. You know, we always had good old LPs. and There's something about the music that, that it, you communicate in a different way than, than anything else. I, I know Ron loved jazz and Jacques loved um, Baroque music, especially Bach and Mozart. Mm-hmm. And so whenever... I, you know, I can get inspired by listening to either one of them. Like I'll be writing and, and I'll think I, I need some just uh, music around and I'll, I'll choose something that doesn't have words so that it can just kind of go through me. And it, it, it really helps me relate to them. And I always, I always like feel their presence. Like I'm calling them in by listening to the music that they enjoyed. Mm. Now, while you're talking, somebody's in another room playing guitar all of a sudden. This oh. is this is the day of sounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, music's always good. <laughs> it's so quiet. <laughs> to me, everything that would happen is happening. <laughs> but I'm thankful. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Music is special, you know. And um, and when you consider what the writers of the of that music that you were talking about. I mean, it, even it was instrumental, but it was every bit um, controversial and, and, and in many ways rebellious. Mm-hmm. And it, some of the music was really music of protest. It's like, yes. hey, this, is, this is how we get free. Yeah. You know, this is how we get free. We get free by breaking all the rules that were laid down. We learn them all and then we break them all, you know, and or, or we expand them. We expand. We, we expand it. And uh I kind of think that's what I'm doing with mm-hmm. my life. You know, I learned I learned the rules. <laughs> I, le- I learned the teaching. And then the art of sound kind of takes me beyond the words that 
the that that the new thought, as, as which was the the foundation that I came through, uh, from since 1975 was the New Thought Foundation. But it's like the sound has taken me from New Thought to New Feeling, mm-hmm. to to a new feeling yeah. of possibility that we can really heal so deeply with community. Yes, you know, with community, with a loving community and uh, that's where I'm going yeah and, and it's beautiful it's beautiful how you're doing it I, I just love it and how you you reach out to people and how oh that of course now I'm not going to be able to say the name of the song again too but when one of your musicians had a family member that was was murdered and you wrote the song Oh yeah, the where I'm bound. Where I'm bound, yeah. That I thought that's so powerful that that you take take the feelings and the grief of of somebody you care about and can and just bring in this this comfort and relief almost relief and release yeah. uh, through the music. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember. It was Curtis Bird's, I think it was Curtis Bird's nephew. Yes. And, um, and when he came to play that morning, and I had gotten the news that um, that, that murder had happened to his, to, 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 to Dominique. I remember the name Dominique Dunn is his name. And, and I had been working on something, but it's like, uh, but I put everything to the side and I just started to sing where I'm bound, you know. Where I'm bound, I will be in the arms of love. Where I'm bound, you know, where I'm, that he, down here, it looks really hard. But there is a greater reality, and I just believe that. I believe that there is a greater realm beyond this one that is, uh, that it, that is joyfully informing this one. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on our willingness and to 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 get on with it, you know, and uh, and and that song. So when when Curtis came and he heard the song, he didn't say, "Wow, I really love that song." He played it and took in all the love. Wow, you know, he just what took a it gift. In, you, know, you know, and and that's that's community. Mm-hmm. You know, community looks like all of us. You know. Whichever way we show up, you know, but that we show up listening, you know, receptive, open heart with an open heart or we show up sad Mm -hmm. and and willing to be sad, you know, and embarrassed without without not knowing, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, I I can there's so much love here that I can be in this ragged form that I think I'm, I'm in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of you and, and, and just share my heart this way, you know, and um, it's an amazing, it's a you know, community is everything for me. Community. Yes. I know that with the, the work I do with, with helping people find happiness when they're, they're grieving with our grief and happiness Alliance meetings we have every week. It's, it's people that come together that have something in common mm-hmm. and we don't have a whole lot else in common, but the mm-hmm. dealing with, with whatever loss we're dealing with is mm-hmm. the, what's what draws us together. And we form our own kind of community that allows us to 
do what we do there so that then we can go out and, and live our best lives. But we have, have a way to experience it uh, by, and we, we do it by writing and by doing happiness practices and you're doing it with, with music. And as long as there's a, a way to have this community of people coming together so that you, they, I, I think that's what we're here for, really. Yeah, I think so too. Hey, I found a place where there's no sound in the Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny when we're talking all about music and sound for the whole podcast and then the sound has been chasing me through the whole thing. Oh my god, it's just so funny. My there oh, it's a, it's too long to say, but there's a a young man here, an incredible artist who's in town from New York and Georgia, my daughter who lives with me, babysat him. Uh, so now, wow. he's a young man. now he's a young man and, uh, and he's here. And, and, and they were just having the most dynamic conversation with another artist that joined because she remembered him when he was a little boy too. So oh, wow. it was like, uh, they're, they're all here fawning over this brilliant artist and they're having the greatest time. And he picks up the guitar, he's playing the guitar and the, the gardener's here. You know, it's, all of this is happening. I'm going from room to room trying to find some kind of some kind of solitude. <laughs> you know, and, and we're talking about community and I'm surrounded in it. That's so wonderful. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I like about where I'm I'm living here now. I know that my neighbor across the street husband is dealing with some health challenges now and I was fixing dinner one night and looked out and saw her her walking her dog across the street there and saw that that her husband wasn't home. So I just said, hey, I just fixed dinner. Come on in. And so she did. And mm-hmm. and so we were sitting here eating dinner together. And another neighbor uh, texted me and said, do you have any uh, printer paper? I, I need some. And I said, sure, I've got plenty. So she came up. And it was like, oh, we're just having a casual dinner and the whole neighborhood's coming around. And we go in and out of each other's houses. and. It just feels so good, you know. That's the kind of neighborhood you got. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But so many times on the mainland, (laughs) you know, that is not our reality. But I do have a neighbor next door that's really beautiful. And uh, we have found our way to being very beautiful friends. And she brings flowers and gifts and thank you. You're the best neighbor in the world. I I mean, you know, you know, she and she's. She's some years older than I am, but she's um, she's a, she's a, an amazing being. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that personal touch and personal communication when when dealing with with grief and loss in particular is vital. So many yeah. people, especially early on, they tend to isolate and they just can't talk. And sometimes you don't have to talk; you can just be in each other's presence. Yeah, just be, just be. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my brilliant daughter told me that when she. When mom had passed on and she says, you, mommy, you're going to have to learn how to be by yourself. Take time to be by yourself. And, um, and of course, I'm looking at, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, in my heart, I'm going like, oh, yeah, 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 I know, I know. But I have a daughter that's really, really insightful. And um, so she says a lot when she says very little. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I knew she was telling me something, but I knew that my resistance had everything to do with 
something in me at that time. I think I've grown immensely, but there's something that want, that gets to, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You know, that, that right there. <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I know. I, yeah, yeah, I, I see. But the other side of that is like, you're assuming that I don't take time to be still. Mm-hmm. You know, you're assuming that I need more stillness, stillness, that I'm moving too much. You're judging me, you know, and that wasn't really what was happening at all. But that's what resistance looks like. It looks like all those little demons from our childhood popping up, saying that, you know, you're not smart enough. And, and she was absolutely right. She was absolutely on the head. And now I do. You know, now I'm able to do all that she was saying. You know, I had to learn how to do it. Sometimes with people, you know, certain people that were part of the beehood that were there that when they left, it was like it was very hard for me because we were together all the time. And now I had to do exactly what she was saying. And it's been so rich for me. So good. So good. I'm so thankful for the solitude and the moments of, you know, the moments of, of just, you know, you're there and you're in the house and you just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't know what to do. You, you know, well, I've done that, I've done this. And it's just you in the house. And I can fill it up with the busyness. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, but it's what I had. I had filled it with business, busyness. I finished all my busyness. <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> It's just so much clutter you can do in a day, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or the things that I that I needed to do. And it's like, OK, everything's in order. You've you've done all the things you needed to do. Now, what? What if you just sit and be still? Yes. Sit and cry. Mm-hmm. Sit and accept. Mm-hmm. You know, sit and allow Yes. And uh, wow, so much has been revealed, Emily. Yeah. Wow. That's, you know, as, as you speak, I, what's coming to me is the influence you've been on my life with your words. Uh, there, there would be something you'd say, and I'd think of, oh, that's, I, can, I heard that in this song, or I heard that in that song, the, the one where you were talking about the going so fast uh, on the, yeah, the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That, that one. And then uh, let my soul surrender that one. Every once in a while, it just comes to me like, OK, pay attention, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and let my soul surrender is that's a lot of people's favorite song. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I, I don't know if it's me or Ricky Rouse on the guitar. <laughs> Well, it's both. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's got. I think, I think that one has more views on on YouTube than any of the other songs, you know, because because of the song, and it's a beautiful. I love the song because it's written from somebody else's not knowing what to do, not mm-hmm. mine. You know, it, I was empathically picking up the room. What am I to do? What am I to feel? But it was also my story. I just wasn't ready to face it yet. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's when you know, before you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You know, when you know, before you know, and music is the perfect outlet 
so I can put I can put it in a song in a melody, you know. But then even even with music, just here recently, I've been like, it's okay for me to sit here and not go to the piano. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Ricky, you've written hundreds of songs. You can sing it into your voice memo and then let it be. And then well, when you're ready to find it again, it'll be there. For now, let's sit. That's so interesting that you say that because the last couple of days I've been thinking, well, should I call her and tell her it's okay to be at the piano if she wants to be? And then it's like, no, she, I want her to talk. I want a conversation. And yes, it's a conversation <laughs> with the music, but I, I thought that this is, this is what I wanted to bring forth is this deep conversation with the two of us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Emily. I, um, I appreciate you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, um, uh, Speaking, speaking of the piano, I, I just had a thought with regards to that piano. And uh, it just went out my head. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. But I'm, I'm thankful for the, for the music that has carried me. But um, I'm, I'm going, something's happening. Something is taking me uh, deeper. And I've written about it in songs, but uh, I'm just going deeper, expanding more into this this vast, invisible expanse, and um, it's amazing. It's amazing, and every you know, and every step along the way has been is has been there for me. I got such a great incarnation. I had a um, I never, I didn't like Broadway, never liked it, never liked, I auditioned once and, um, and I didn't like the audition process. Not, it's not to say I don't like Broadway, Broadway, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of Broadway, but I really didn't like the audition process. So, but anyway, there's nothing more important these days than being still because I've you know, these songs and this journey of all these songs that I've written and just to think that I need to write one more. It's like, no, you can be still. You know, yeah. you can be still. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a good point I was going to make. It was good. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so it's in the seventies, the late seventies. And I was working with somebody that had a grant that would have written a play. And the name of the play was Please Let New York Live. And uh, there were these nefarious uh, forces that were going to try to tear down New York. <laughs> And the invisible. And there was, please like New York live. And, you know, there's these protests that are going on. Please like New York live. It was it was an interesting production. And I wrote a song in, in, in the midst of all of that. I, I wrote the music for it. Like they saw my talent and they 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 loved what I did. So I did that. And eventually I'm, it, it took me to another zone of writers and composers. And there was one there named uh, Mario Baeza. And I can't find Mario. I wish I could. But Mario Baeza and uh, and Ifa, uh, I think her last name was Washington. I'm not sure. They had written an even more, uh, an extraordinary play. Their play was extraordinary with music. And I auditioned for one of the, the parts, not for Broadway, but for them to workshop this thing. Mm-hmm. And I had the part of the midwife. Ooh. Yeah, that's the part they saw for me when they heard me sing. They loved my voice. They thought my voice was all of that. And, and they gave me the part of the midwife. 
And the song, my song, the midwife's song in it was, is a song that I still know. And um, that is one of the most remarkable pieces of music with a message about stillness that mm. I, I would get that song. So, you know, and, and I'm singing, um, I'm singing to this child that has been born. That's the star child. And she's, she's giving this wisdom. This midwife is who delivered the baby is now giving the wisdom to this teenager. Mm. And she says, never let illusions of life destroy your dreams, but face each dawn with faith in the horizon, though unseen. And if you falter, or feel lost, remember to listen well to fireflies laughing with rainbow skies. The taste of nectar to your lips makes sweet the tears fallen in the night. Feel the flow of a stream rushing past your palm toward distant oceans whose tides invite the sun to dance. Then close your eyes and behold. The world within is infinitely as vast. There you will find light at your path. Remember, it matters not if visions are small or large. Let me say, it matters not if visions are small or large. All patterns of the world are reflections of your heart. It matters not if visions are small or large, all patterns of the world are reflections of your heart. Wow. And when I sit to meditate and I've looked at everything, all the busyness, all the things I wanted to complete, all the calls I didn't make and some I did make, my satisfaction with what I've complete, completed, my frustration with where I didn't, you know, the places I want to go, but it seems like I can't get there because I don't have the team I need you know, or the strategy or, or whatever it is that the ego is, is beating up, beating me up with, you know, whether I'm doing well and not doing well, all, you know, it's like, it matters not. No, it's just, no, the part that says, close your eyes and behold, the world within you is infinitely as fast as all the stuff you can see. Mm. But when you first said, close your eyes and behold, I heard close your eyes and behold. And I thought, wow, mm. Then, mm. you know, just kind of. Yeah. And be old. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that even if you see all the beautiful flowers, the sun, the ocean, the, the Hawaiian breeze, the, you know, the, you know, you just feel wherever we are looking out on, on nature and even our even our families and just, but there's a, there's a, there's a greater world. Yeah. That's, that's within us. Oh, you know, I think I could talk to you for hours. So. <laughs> yeah. You spent hours with me trying to figure out what I was saying. <laughs> oh, you said a whole lot. <laughs> a lot of beautiful stuff, lots of stuff for us to think about. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, you came on this podcast today because people are going to really get some from this. And, and I really appreciate that. And maybe you'll come back another time too. And we can talk some more because this, this oh, is quite wonderful. I'd love to talk to you. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Emily. So, it's been a joy to be here.
Thanks. Well, uh, that's our show for this week. I hope you'll come back next week. And I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. And I hope you'll share it and download it and rate it and get the word out there so lots of people can get the benefit of this to help them deal with their grief and loss and find happiness at the same time. Thank you and aloha. Do you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode.